With the increasing importance of a web presence for business, so too comes the increasing risks associated with competing domain names. Whilst you may have taken steps to ensure that you hold the .com or .com.au domain names for your business, what can you do to stop your competitor down the road from registering a .net by the same name? And how can you get it off them if they do? Listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. It's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law. Today we are talking about domain name duels. How to get domain names that others are holding that you think you have a better right to and how to defend yourself if you're attacked for a domain name you are holding. If you're interested in this topic, head over to our show notes or to our website at talkinglaw.com.au to download our free cheat sheet guide on the ways to get a domain name back. But let's kick off this episode by having a look at the basics of the domain name dispute process. Now, in order to register a top-level domain, so a top-level domain are those domains that end in .com, .net, .org, those sorts of things, You must first enter into an agreement with a domain name registrar. And if you have one of these domain names, you may not even have realized that you entered into this agreement. But it's one of those things where you tick the click here button. So anyway, part of that agreement incorporates the Uniform Domain Name Dispute Resolution Policy, which, as the name suggests, has a specific mechanism for dealing with domain name disputes. Now, if you have registered a .com.au, then you will have signed up to a slightly different policy, which is the Australian Domain Name Policy. And it differs slightly from the Uniform Domain Name Dispute Resolution Policy, but for the purposes of what we're talking about today, there's no need to get into the differences. So under these dispute resolution policies, if you want to be able to take back a domain name, you must establish that the domain name you are complaining about is identical or confusingly similar to a trademark or service mark that you have rights to, that the respondent has no rights or legitimate interests in the domain name, and thirdly, that the domain name has been registered and is being used in bad faith. So while that last one of bad faith can be a bit of a difficult one to prove, there are some things that you can do from the start to put yourself in the best position possible to ensure that no one else is stealing your website thunder. So firstly, register a number of domain names for your business rather than simply the .com or the .com.au. Think about some obvious variations of your name that you should hold. If your domain name could be easily misspelt, you might want to register a domain name for those obvious misspellings. Number two, 
take a proactive step in registering your rights in the ownership of your organization's name or your brand name by getting a registered trademark, as well as providing a vital piece of evidence in establishing your right to the related domain name. A trademark registration makes it easier to stop other businesses from trading with a name like yours in the jurisdiction for which you have the trademark registration. Now, we've talked about trademark registrations in a number of previous episodes. So if you're interested in this topic, then check out episode five, where we go through the basics of trademarks, as well as episodes 25 and 29. Now, thirdly, if you already have a trademark registration, check to see if this will provide what you need in order to get the other party to stop using the domain name. You'll be able to pursue an action for trademark infringement if a competitor uses a domain name which contains that trademark to sell goods or services which are similar to those protected under your trademark registration. So here we're looking for a similarity in goods or services that relate to the protection that you have for your trademark. And so once again, this comes back to the quality of your trademark registration, where it becomes important that you have your trademark drafted as broadly as possible so that you are protecting as much as you can in relation to the types of goods or services that you would want to stop someone else from using a trademark like yours in relation to. And number four, finally, make sure you have established good systems and processes to keep on top of renewal dates. A domain name is a valuable asset to any business and should be carefully managed. A clear system should be in place to oversee domain name registration and renewals and avoid the potentially costly mistake that can be caused by a domain name renewal being overlooked. On the other hand, if you're in the position of wanting to ensure that that a domain name is not ripped away from you and your business, here's what you need to show to prove you have a legitimate interest if you're challenged. Firstly, you need to show that you used or are about to use the domain name or a name corresponding to it in connection with a bona fide offering of goods or services. Or You need to show that you have commonly been known by that domain name, or you need to show that you're making a legitimate, non-commercial or fair use of the domain name without intending to create commercial gain on the basis of misleading or diverting innocent consumers or tarnishing the trademark at issue. So the proactive steps that you can take on this side of the fence are somewhat similar to the advice for the other side that we've just gone through, but essentially, number one, get a registered trademark to prove you're serious, because having evidence of a registered trademark can be a killer move in proving that you have a legitimate interest in a mark. And number two, you have to show that the domain name has become a distinctive identifier associated with your goods and services. And you will be able to prove this by showing the length of time that you've used the mark, sales volume, the nature and extent of advertising, consumer surveys, media recognition, all of those sorts of things. But I think in summing this up, perhaps the best advice of all is to get advice before you start using a name or a domain name to ensure you aren't unwittingly wandering into a legal battle that could divert your attention and your resources. 
And of course, if you have a legal issue relating to a domain name that you hold or a domain name that someone else is holding that you want, then our team of legal eagles might just be able to help you. So a quick recap here. In this episode, we talked about ways that you can get domain names that others are holding that you think you have a better right to and how to defend yourself if you're attacked for a domain name you are holding. As I said before, if you'd like more information about this topic, just head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au to download our free cheat sheet guide on the ways to get a domain name back. Through that website, you'll also be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more details. And you'll also find details there of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you would like help with any of the items we covered today. You'll also there be able to find out all about our brand new revolutionary legal hotline service, which gives access to our specialist team of legal experts, plus lots of business resources, all for a ridiculously low monthly price. So if you like the sound of that, if you like the sound of having legal advice on tap, just head over to the show notes or to our website at talkinglaw.com.au where you'll be able to find details about this low price monthly subscription. And finally, if you're interested at all in selling or buying businesses or in building your business to sell one day, you might be interested to check out our sister podcast, The Deal Room Podcast. In that weekly podcast, we share lots of tips and tricks in understanding the important elements in the sales and acquisition space and what to do to improve the value of your business for an eventual sale. But that's it for today's episode. Thanks again for listening in. You have been listening to Joanna Oki and Talking Law. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au. Thank you.